Hello and welcome to another message of the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. If you have any questions or just need some prayer, please feel free to write to us through our website at www.thelatterrain.org. And also keep in mind that our English audio messages are available as podcasts through iTunes. You can look for us in the Apple iTunes Store under Podcasts as the Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. In today's message, we will learn about what God aims to do in our lives and how He can heal us spiritually, which is the most important form of healing we need. Through His water that flows from the temple, and that once we are healed through His water, that this same healing water should flow from our being. And we will see that when God is our source for healing, that we are to become a channel of healing for others that need just as much healing as we once needed. And finally, we will see that God's healing can be a continual healing through His Word in all of the areas of our life. Please stay with us for the next few minutes as we listen to today's message. Let us take a moment to seek the Lord in prayer and to ask for His help so we can understand things clearly as well as ask Him to help apply this truth to our lives. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, hallowed and glorified be Your name. Your kingdom come, Lord God. Your will be done. I pray, Heavenly Father, Holy God, that You please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that You Always please remember us in your mercy and in your grace. Help us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, to, to understand clearly your word, to understand the healing that you want to bring about in our lives and in the lives of others. Heavenly Father, help us to know how to apply your word in our lives, to live it day by day. I pray for each person listening, Lord God. Open their understanding, open their hearts and their minds, and that we all may be able to just take in what you want to share with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today we'll be looking at Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 to 12. And this is what the Lord says. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters and the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through and the water came up to my waist. Again he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, 
will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Engeglium. There will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. I would assume that everyone, either consciously or unconsciously, look for some sort of healing in their lives. And we're not talking about physical healing, although having good health is extremely important. As a matter of fact, your physical health may depend on your spiritual health. But I believe that everyone looks for some sort of spiritual healing because either they are aware of the void inside of their hearts, or something happened along the way that damaged them somehow, or both. And we instinctively look to fix our problem. Here is where we start looking at what makes a person tick, if you will, or not tick. For the folks that seemed to maybe have it all, like parents that love them and a more or less functional home life growing up, and they can't even explain it themselves, but they start getting involved with things that really shouldn't get involved, where someone influenced them to get involved with the wrong things. And then one thing led to another and to another until they find themselves in a place they never thought they would be in. And now they don't know what to do. And it is quite possible that their fear or their shame or their misplaced pride doesn't let them do anything for whatever reason. They could come up with on their own. And they feel a brokenness inside. They feel that something is wrong. Everything seems fine on the surface, but yet deep inside, during the moments they're alone, the void, the bottle of feelings come out, and they are so overwhelmed that it scares them. So they try to pack all of that inside again and make sure that no one's watching. That is someone that needs healing. There are other folks that maybe feel that life got off to an okay start, but something happened along the way. Someone they cared about hurt them or went missing. And then this thing started growing inside of them and they didn't know how to handle it. So they started looking to different things to fix that problem. And of course, as it happens in life, things don't usually get better on their own. They typically get worse because now other experiences or disappointments or difficulties starts happening. And sometimes it turns into one thing after another. It's like when someone is drowning and, and as they're fighting to stay afloat and get out of the water, it seems like the harder they struggle, the deeper they sink. And when they gasp for air, they only inhale water and it gets worse and worse. This is someone that needs healing as well. Or there may be other folks that probably got involved with the wrong people, thinking that it was the right thing to do. And they got involved with things that were not good for them without realizing it. And life started becoming complicated little by little. And they probably thought, this is just a part of life. But little did they realize that certain things started taking over their life. Certain habits they developed, and now they're in too deep and they're out of control, and now they don't know what to do. They have hurt themselves and hurt other people along the way, and the guilt and remorse and shame that they feel has overtaken them. This too is someone that needs healing. There are many, many different situations and circumstances out there for all kinds of people. It's hard to mention every person's problem or problems, 
But don't worry, everyone has some sort of issue, especially those that work really hard to make it seem like everything is fine. We all either have had a need for healing or still need healing. But there is a whole lot of healing that needs to happen out there. And this is one of the main reasons why Jesus did what he did. And of course, at the promptings of our loving God. There may be a lot of you that may think he is not a very loving God because after all, why would a loving God allow for all these things to happen and for all this hurting to occur, right? And the answer you're going to get may not be the one that you might like, but it is the answer. Sin, all the things that lead to death and destruction exists so that there could be choice. And choice or free will is very useless if there are no things to choose for. It is necessary to have options in order for free will to have a purpose. And so God in his infinite wisdom, but also in his search for true love relationships, especially with man, has allowed for sin to exist so that there is the option for choosing for good and for evil, so that people can ultimately have an opportunity to make a real choice for him, not just because they have nowhere else to go. And what we have all chosen to do with our free will is follow our own sinful instincts, whether the reason was to fill the void we have or to combat the things that we think outsiders have done wrong to us or whatever other reason we could come up with. The pain we have in one way or another was caused by the sin nature we possess. Because again, without sin, how can you then have the option to choose between wrong and right if there is no wrong to choose for? And so God desires for us to choose for him because we rationally want to be with him, because we have understood who he is and what he has done and to go against our very own sin nature with the desire to seek after him once he enters the picture of our lives. He is the hero in our movie, if you will, and he wants to be your hero and be the healer of your life, even if we have caused our own sin problems, our own pain, our own sickness and disease. For it is written, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But nonetheless, our God is a good God and he desires to bring healing into our lives. And here's where we come back to today's passage. We read of this water that comes from the temple and that Ezekiel is brought out to see it. And then he's brought through the waters. And as he is brought through, the waters get deeper and deeper until he cannot walk anymore in them. He has to swim. And then he is brought to the bank of the river and there are many trees on one side and another and that wherever this water goes, every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, there is life. And so we see that this river of water that flows from God's temple brings life and healing and causes for trees to be strong and fruitful and that their fruit is food and their leaves are for medicine. There's a lot of good things here to go through and of course, it's good things for us and for those that surround us, and for those that come after us. There is an incredible cycle that we are presented. The first part to this cycle is that Jesus came so that we could have life. He is this river that flows from the temple of God, and so he is the one that brings life through the Holy Spirit. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39 says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not given because Jesus was not yet glorified. 
And so we need of this living water, of this Jesus Christ, so that we can find life and healing, because through him is that the Holy Spirit comes in our lives. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, tells us about God's offering to us, where Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But how do we get this burden off of us? How do we find rest and release in Christ? The release and rest comes from God's forgiveness. First John chapter 1, verse 8 to 10 says this, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so the healing starts when we confess our sin before God. We need to understand and remember all of our disease, our hurt, our pain, our suffering, everything bad in our lives is caused by our own sin problem. And if we don't acknowledge it and repent and convert from it, there can be no healing. But if we not only acknowledge it, but repent and convert from it with all of our heart, we are released from our sins. We are forgiven and cleansed. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 to 20 tells us this, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. When we repent and convert, our sins are blotted out or erased and then times of refreshing come from the Lord through him. Jesus Christ is our answer, our healer, our restorer, our life giver. The Bible teaches that healing and washing continues through the water of the word, which is also through Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. And so the process through which we receive life and are cleansed is by exposing ourselves to his word and by doing what we are told to do, by obeying and applying those things that produce life and change and transformation and of course, healing, the healing of our eternal being. Titus chapter three, verse three to seven tells us this, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Those of us that are in Christ all started as something else. Something broken, fallen, damaged, or lost. Something that needed help. We are all started as something. But God stepped in. Everything changed according to his love and mercy. He got involved and changed everything through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. But we had to make that choice for him in order for that to happen. But when people do that and choose for him, 
that's when a lot of great things start to happen. And he starts healing us internally. And the Bible continues teaching us through Psalm 1 and how we need to move forward so that we are transformed and healed. And so we can continue moving forward because it does not all happen at once. It's a one-time decision that has to be a part of our lives for the rest of our lives. It's a day-to-day -day thing. This is what we read. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And so when we give ourselves over to the reading and studying of the scriptures daily, doing as we're counseled by the Lord, putting into practice God's principles in our lives, we are then transformed and changed, encouraged, guided and strengthened to the point that our lives will be set on him, planted by his rivers of water, and that we will bear fruit and our leaves will not wither, and that whatever we do, because it is based on him, shall prosper. And by prosper, this can mean many things. We cannot just think in human or earthly terms when we think of prosperity, because human and earthly terms are temporary and passing. We need to think in spiritual and eternal terms. That is what truly matters. And finally, like everything in the Lord, we need to understand that the purpose for why we need to thrive, everything in the Lord has multiple purposes, not just one purpose. The Lord is masterful in everything he does. And in him being masterful, he wraps as many things as possible through single actions. Everything really starts to make sense when you begin to understand that concept, especially when you start seeing the bigger picture. And so why is it important for us to thrive? Why do we need to have fruit? Why do our leaves need to be healthy? Because the goal is for us to be in a good place spiritually, but also to be in a place where we can help others. God's work needs to be flowing through us from one person to another to another and so on. If we start tracing the line, for instance, from what Jesus Christ did, the Lord started with the apostles and disciples. And then through the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word, those people were used in other people. And then those other people were used in other people's lives. And it kept happening generation after generation until someone reached us. And then, should it stop with us? Of course not. We need to continue in His work. And so our lives should be useful to others around us and after us. So the flow continues like a river of water that brings life to everything that it touches through the sequence of time. Jesus told us, as it is written in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. We need to be his messengers, his servants. We need to be an example of his transforming and life-giving power. It doesn't mean that we have to be perfect, but there needs to be a daily and tangible process that happens in us regularly. God doing something in our lives and people need to see that so they are encouraged, so they can see the difference between where they are and where we are. 
And it's not about being holier than thou or religious or anything like that. People ultimately need to see Jesus in us somehow. And what does that mean? We need to do as Jesus did. We need to preach the gospel to a world that is in desperate need of it, like we once were. We need to build up our brothers and sisters in Christ by helping in different ways. If people can see Jesus through our imperfections and we're able to effectively share the gospel and godly biblical advice with them, the cycle of life that God desires so much will continue moving forward and it will be unstoppable until his coming. The Lord desires for great things to happen. And he desires great things to happen to us directly and to others around us. God is in the business of touching and transforming lives to point that everyone's lives are impacted and changed forever. He wants to move in a very personal and intimate way, bringing forth the healing that we all need to have happen within us, and not just a momentary healing. He wants to bring a true and effective healing within our hearts, our minds, and our souls, things that cannot be healed by men, nor by medicine, nor by therapy, and so on. The only one that can truly change our lives is the Lord, but we need to make a wholehearted decision for Him. That part is the one that belongs to us, to choose for Him totally and completely with all of our hearts, submitting to Him, letting His Holy Spirit and Word work in our lives, teaching us, exhorting us, challenging us, changing us, doing away with the old and bringing about the new. And so we can be healed and transformed so we can be ready to help others that need to be healed and transformed just like we once needed it. God's intention is to bless everyone, not just some people. He wants for everyone to be saved, not just a few, but that all depends on what you decide to do. In the end, depending on what you choose, if you choose to surrender and follow the Lord, you will be healed and transformed and God will use you in the lives of others. But to the contrary, if you don't choose to surrender and follow the Lord, then you will not be healed. And unfortunately, that is guaranteed. If you choose to continue in the ways of this world, following sin, the evil desires of your heart, then you will not be transformed and God will not be able to use you in the lives of other people. You will bring yourself down and those other people around you also. This is the main thing we need to understand. Whatever we choose to do, it will not only impact our lives, but it will impact the lives of others around us. The choice is all yours. And so, what is it going to be? I leave you with this challenge as it is written. For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. 
I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The choice is yours. My most excellent advice to you is to choose for Jesus Christ, submitting completely to his will and his ways so you can find eternal healing and transformation for yourself and for others. Jesus is the promised land and the river of life that was there then and is there now and will be there forever and ever. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Thank you for your goodness, your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for Jesus Christ, for the hope, for the life, for the healing that we can find through him. Help us to understand, O oh Lord God, that Jesus needs to be our everything. So that when he's being our everything, our lives are changed and transformed and made new. And healing can happen. Lord God, we need healing not just in a given moment, but all the time. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that we find healing and, and all great things through Jesus Christ. And by following Him, and by doing those things that you teach us through your Word. Help us to understand that your Word, your will is life to us, eternal life to us and to those that are around us. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks again for your goodness and your mercy. Help us to understand that what you want for us only is, is just life and good and healing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please feel free to join us again next time as we continue looking into God's Word together. If you'd like to write to us, you can do so through our website. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.